welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Geek Vibes Interview brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Dom Fisher, and today I have with me the star of Netflix's new miniseries, Netflix Dreams, internet phenom, writer, producer, editor, director, and all around content creator, Dominique Barrett, better known to his fans as King Vader, man. How's it going? Hey, man. Uh, it's going It's going pretty great. Uh, thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, uh, really honored and dope to, uh, to be here. Really appreciate it. No, I, mean, I appreciate you, man. Like, I feel like this is a, especially for your content, uh, Geek Vibes is like a perfect place for you to, to be at. Uh, so I, I watched, uh, you had the so Netflix Dreams, if people haven't seen it yet, you're, uh, the first episode is um, the Raincoat Academy, and it premiered last week. Um, so I guess I want to kind of start with, how did this partnership with you and Netflix come about? Well, uh, kind of how it happened, you know, um, after a while of, uh, you know, just hard work and, and creating a lot of content, you know, you never really know who uh, sees your videos. And, you know, I guess it just took that one person to see uh, what, what I was doing. And, you know, uh, one thing led to another. And, you know, we, we get a call and, um, you know, we, we actually uh, get to, you know, meet up with some people with Netflix and, um, you know, have a conversation. And, you know, um, being in so many rooms uh, with so many different people and companies, you know, we never really sat in a room where they asked us, what did we want to do? And, you know, Netflix was like the first people to do that. So it was really uh, dope to see. And, um, you know, after, you know, we told them our visions and our, our, our great and big ideas, uh, then we, we came to an agreement of like, how can we find a way to like introduce uh, my content and uh, who I am and like, you know, my team and all that, uh, how can we introduce that to the Netflix fan base? And that's kind of uh, where we came in the middle and created this concept called Netflix Dreams. And that's basically uh, a, a show where I get to recreate some of Netflix originals in, in my vision and then, uh, you know, post it, to, post it through their uh, platform uh, to show the world. Yeah, and I and me and my uh, my wife now uh, we watched it um, a couple of nights ago, I believe. And uh, I had I've been following you for a while since probably about I'd say three years ago. Maybe I think the first video I saw of yours was uh, giving an enemy a gift. And, <laughs> and and and, uh, and the crazy part I think about your content is that you're able not just to give people something visual as far as like that's entertaining, uh, but adding the music and adding, you know, anime or comic book references. But also I, I think people don't realize it's a little more artistic than they think when it comes to, it's almost like uh, interpretive dancing when it, uh, to a certain extent with when you incorporating the dances with the videos. And I don't know if you realize it, but like, you know, the way you're able to do some of these videos with limited, um, you know, uh, speaking and the, the, letting the dances and actions speak for the whole video, it's pretty genius, like, <laughs> to be honest. Thank you. Um, at first, it, it, I feel like this uh, style 
uh, it started back on Vine and, um, you know, I used to express uh, my emotions through like uh, dramatic sequences. Uh, sometimes I could express it through like a victory dance or um, a explosion walk away or something uh, very dramatic. I used to take uh, very small concepts or small things that happened to me and I used to make it very uh, dramatic because I feel like my mind when I when I think about things it kind of goes to like this uh, extreme version of a of, of a certain of a certain situation and then uh, I kind of play off of that and like you know as we evolved into like you know getting bigger content on YouTube you know I started to uh, look at the look at this like this was kind of like my way to show my content to more than just like uh, people who understood just you know like English, because now this video can translate to everyone around the world right. because you don't have to understand like uh, the language to necessarily uh, enjoy and, and get what's going on. It's kind of universal content. So uh, it was really dope to uh, start off uh, creating that type of content and, uh, you know, turn it into my own type of style that, you know, the, the world would uh, recognize me for. Yeah, man, and it, it is and it's dope. And with this Raincoat Academy, it's Netflix Dreams. Um, you are you kind of took the the story of Umbrella Academy and and gave us a perspective of the kids that didn't get chosen by by Hargreaves. And uh, how did you come about that? Wanted to do this storyline, and how did you come up with the the powers or abilities that um, the other numbers got? So. Um, literally, I, when, when this opportunity, you know, came to us, I started to think like, you know, okay, I'm like, okay, so, you know, we have an Umbrella Academy now. We could easily, you know, recreate the Umbrella Academy and this person be Klaus and this person be Luther and this is number five. But why don't we just make a pair, a, a pair, a parallel of their world? And then also let's, let's answer some questions, you know, let's go on some theories. Because, you know, they said there was 43 children, but only seven are shown in the show. So it's like, you know, I'm like, who's to say that there isn't an entirely different, like, academy or an entirely different, you know, group somewhere? And that's kind of where the inspiration went. And I, I thought the idea of, like, kids who weren't chosen by Hargreaves, uh, they can show out to be, like, iconic as well in their own way and like kind of how we built the story around was like you know the raincoat academy you know they're they're a band of uh six heroes who really you know they've been so the difference with them is that you know they were kids and then you know they turned to their uh into young adults and they've been saving people this entire time they've been heroes they've been in the background so there's an umbrella academy there's a raincoat academy but the thing is it's like uh, the Raincoat Academy never got their shine. You know what I'm saying? They, they've always been in the background. And this uh, one moment of them uh, stopping this um, gas station robbery, this is kind of the first time where press is, like, present. And they're, like, asking them questions. And, you know, they're asking them, like, who they are. And then that's that's the, the main question that gets asked is, like, who are you guys? And at this point, they've been doing this for so long that they've never got an official name. <laughs> And then uh, that's where, you know, we go in and we see the doc and he gives them their, their name and it's, you know, the Raincoat Academy. So, you know, this is like, this whole film is basically us proving ourselves to the world why uh, we are 
a worthy academy and we want to be heroes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now, when it came to everyone's powers, I kind of, you know, I kind of wanted to go a bit super uh, DC comic with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I saw the possibility because it's like, you know, they, they kind of set the tone for like, you know, the, the powers that we've seen thus far. And honestly, in their own right, I think they're extremely dope and they're extremely like overpowered in the sense of that they have so much untapped potential that we haven't seen yet. And that's the one thing I love about the Umbrella Academy. So I was kind of like going into it like, okay, you know, where can we give this guy, you know? Uh, So we go by numbers. So, you know, 43, 42, 40, 39, 38, and also 37. How we go by is that we are the last of the 43 children. So like, since my character is 43, I kind of wanted to give him something there's something different, like something that kind of was out of the range of what could be considered as a normal ability. And then I just thought like super speed was just that perfect niche. Mm-hmm. So we gave uh, 43 super speed. Then we have 42 and 41. Those are the twins. They are, you know, complete opposites. One is completely happy and then the other one's completely dark. And, you know, she's just very sarcastic and all of that nature. And uh, we kind of wanted to play their powers based off of their uh, personalities. So we gave 42 the power of uh, basically like shadow. She can trans, she can travel through shadows. She can create herself into a shadow. And she's also very good with uh, knives. Those are her personal favorite weapons. Then we have 41, she can turn invisible. And uh, as the story progresses, we get to see how useful that ability actually is. Um, then we go on the 40. Now, 40, I, that was kind of like a power that I gave him. Now, he's obviously, you know, very inspired by Luther, by, you know, the build. But, like, the power I wanted to give him was based off of uh, one of my favorite animes out right now, and that's Hunter x Hunter. Now, he does this thing that uh, one of the Phantom Troop members do, and uh, it's, it's like this crank ability. And every time he cranks his arm, it amplifies the power of his attack. So, you know, I was like, man, that would be really cool to bring, like, some type of, some homage to anime. Yeah, a little nod. You know what I'm saying? So that was definitely for my anime lovers. Then we had 39, the coolest member of the Raincoat Academy. Uh, and, like, with him, uh, that, that was definitely inspired by, uh, well, his power is, is luck. He's, he's the boy luck. He has the power to bend probability in his favor. And um, yeah, he just, he's, he's walking plot armor, you know, anything <laughs> you need to do, if 39's in the scene, he's going to get it done, you know what I'm saying? And um, <clears throat> when it came to 39, uh, I didn't know how much people would actually love his character, but it's just really dope to see like everyone be so entertained by like this, like every moment of him. So I'm <laughs> glad that people uh, loved him. Now 38, he's our, he's our lone wolf. He's the the Vanya of the group, if you will. Um, his power uh, on paper was that he he's extremely intelligent. He can calculate anything. We show this little by little throughout the uh, show. Um, in the very beginning, he tells 43 that he needs to move at mock speed to dodge the bullet. He's just, he, he always carries his calculator. He can do any calculation at any time. He's just extremely good with math. And then also we, re- we reveal at the end that he also had a hidden power and a hidden, you know, a hidden motive. You know, we can't go too deep into it, but, you know, 
he he did what he did, you know. And then uh, lastly, we have thirty-seven, and he's you know he's our he's our time traveler, he's our our teleporter, and uh, he's a clear inspiration of number five from the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, and it, and it, and it turned out great, and and I think one of the things that you get celebrated for a lot, and 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 it's uh, rightly so, is your uh, production and editing skills, and so. You're a man of many hats, as I said in the opening. Um, is this something that um, you studied for, or is this something that you just self-taught because you wanted wanted it that much that you were just like, I'm gonna learn how to do all these things and test them out? Um, it's definitely like a, a mix of both. You know, um, before I, I left Maryland and made the the big decision to. Uh, take this leap of faith and, and move out to Cali to chase his dream. Um, I, I was, you know, I, I went, I got a couple classes uh, when it came to like filming and stuff like that. Um, now, when I was in these classes, I started to realize like the the assignments that we were doing were kind of like, I felt they were almost holding back uh, my creativity. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there were just certain assignments that just didn't make sense to me as a filmmaker, like, you know, I understand like how, I understand, you know, on paper and like how it is on practice, but it's just like, it just didn't feel, I feel like the main thing when it comes to filming is is being unique and being creative. And it felt like, you know, in this uh, certain film class that they was kind of stripping that away from uh, the filmmakers. So that's kind of why I kind of took a step back and uh, kind of just went into like my own lane and uh, definitely been since then just doing a lot of uh, like self-teaching. Uh, I watch a lot of videos, master classes, stuff of that nature. And I just, I learn as I go. And then, and that's just how we progress and move forward. Yeah, and it seems, it seems to be working. So no one can argue the, the results. Um, I, I, what, one thing I do like um, about like, that I noticed with you and then a lot of guys around you, like, uh, it seems like a lot of the um, the big influencers, the guys who create really good content, like you know you, uh, whether it's like Minicon, Batch, Marlin, um, all you guys come together and work together. And I know you have your your Wolf Graphic Films, um, but how is it? Is it or should I say, is it difficult to um, direct all your friends and kind of let them see your vision? Because I know that you might be a little younger because you're what, 23, 22? Yeah, yeah, I just turned 23. Yeah, so I know it's kind of hard for like, you know, you're the young guy, you're like, hey, I want to do this thing. And they might have their accolades that they may think are like, hold on, I got this thing too. So how do you corral kind of all the egos to come to a consensus to do, you know, put out a, something great? Well, I feel like with me, you know, how I just uh, approach things, especially with uh, the people like I hang around, like, you know, uh, I, I do I do for my friends like what they do for me. So it's like, you know, we, we have long shoots, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, I, I appreciate like the hard work that, you know, other people around me put in. So it's like on on that return, I like to do the same. And I definitely feel like uh, the people I surround myself with, we, we definitely don't keep egos, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, if, 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 if I don't have an ego, you know what I'm saying, then, you know, you shouldn't either. 
And I just feel like that's kind of just how the people I hang around, that's just how we operate. And that, that just makes a lot of things a lot smoother. You know what I'm saying? Because we all know like the vision we're pushing for. We all know that, you know, we equally are hard workers. And I feel like us working hard almost inspires us, you know, in general. So it's like, it's that, it's that push and pull. It's like everyone is putting in and everyone is like, you know, receiving. So it's, it's really, it's really dope to see like, what what has came from just like hard work and, and consistency. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, everybody wants to to get rich with their friends, get big with their friends, and you're you, you seem to be able to be doing that right now. Uh and how important is it to, you know, be able to uh, showcase, you know, black talent, hip hop culture, anime culture, and put it in the forefront for everyone to see. Um, to me, I feel like it's, it's very important. You know, I, I definitely think there's not uh, a lot of like representation when it when it comes to you know the topic of you know people of color, and you know I just think you know I feel like what I'm doing is something bigger than myself, and you know it, it it's really dope to see like every once in a while I get that message and it's like man like you're really making me believe in something that you know I I never even thought was possible. You know like we got this kid born in Chicago, you know, raised in Maryland with a with a dream that, you know, one day he's gonna become the greatest director. And it's like, you know, that's that's a that's a big goal. You know, that's a very big goal. But when someone puts the work and, and the the hours and the late nights and the early mornings and they, they keep pushing for this goal and they you know, you're seeing these tiny checkpoints being hit, like going from Vine to Netflix, like it, it opens people's eyes in a way like, okay, it's possible. And that's that's exactly what I want to be an example of it's possible. And also like when it just comes to like bringing color to like animes, like, you know, we got uh, a Naruto and, you know, an Iron Man and, you know, it, it goes from superheroes to iconic figures. And it's like, I want to show people that <clears throat> in a sense, I feel like, the world, especially this world, it doesn't really have that many black superheroes. Right. And to me, I feel like that's very important, especially in the media. Because, you know, we, we see a Superman, we see uh, a Batman, we see a Flash. And, and these characters are characters who push and inspire us. But it's just like, you know, we don't really have that representation when it comes to people of color. No no superheroes of color in that, in that force, especially in media, because Media controls a lot of how people view things and how people think. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely want to show people that, you know, you can be Superman. You can be uh, Naruto. You can save the day. You know, we can be viewed as heroes, as, as icons. And, like, you know, if I have to, you know, throw myself in the ring to make this idea possible, it's like, you know, I'm 100% with this, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, and do you do you with that said? Do you think that now that you, because I assume since it's a miniseries, I assume that you might have some more in the chamber coming soon. I definitely think um, after the response and uh, the views, um, I definitely think there's going to be a lot more uh, coming out soon. I can't really say uh, what yet, right. but I know that you know whatever we do next is going to be bigger and better. Um, my saying in general is that my next video is my best video. If someone was to ask me right now, what do I think my best video is right now? I would look them 
dead in their face and save the Brain Club Academy. <laughs> and that's just how it's always been. You know, you like, you always want to push yourself further. You always want to uh, expand your range and let people know, like, you know, what is, what is possible. So for me, I feel like uh, the sky's the limit. Yeah, most, most definitely, man. Especially you being this intelligent, having this drive and being this young and having solid dudes around and females around you that like, you know, y'all can go wherever you want to go. Um, is there a particular uh, character or uh, rendition of a character that you've done that is your favorite uh, so far? Hmm. I feel like my favorite character that I've played is probably um so we just did a recreation of the Matrix. Yeah, that was and I got to play <laughs> thank you. I, I got to play a, a new idea of a character named Eon, the son of Morpheus. And um he turns out to be the true one. And uh to me that was a really uh, powerful role. And um, it felt it felt really important, and I, I got to do things that like, you know, never got to do before. You know, we doing stunt work. I'm taking falls. I'm throwing kicks. I'm dodging bullets. No cords like, on me. You know, I'm just <laughs> dodging bullets. No green screen. I did it. <laughs> and like, seeing the end result, having this be my first uh, feature that like I got to premiere in like a a New York theater. You know, for for my supporters. Okay. Um. It was really amazing, you know. It was, it was just, it was. Uh, <laughs> I honestly like when I was watching the uh, premiere, you know, your, your your boy teared up a little bit, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> I teared up myself on the big screen, you know. I feel like God uh, allows us to see glimpses of the future in uh, small, smaller, big ways, and that was definitely a uh, a glimpse in the future of, of what's to come if I if I keep pushing and working hard for this goal, and uh, seeing seeing me, seeing my friends. Uh, seeing my team on the big screen like that, that was uh, that was amazing, and uh, that was probably one of my favorite roles ever. Yeah, and and I and I I rewatched that again today, and it, it's it's crazy because you know we see in the industry that there's a lot of remakes, reboots, uh, sequel after sequel, and you know a lot of times we like it, but we feel like it is missing something. But for you to be able to put that matrix reborn together and add another layer is just kind of shows you know everyone watching or those who haven't seen it that will watch it that you and your crew are need to be in that realm because people want new and fresh ideas even if it's something from a franchise we love we want something fresh and i've said it many times that uh we get a lot of it's a lot of the same writers and a lot of the same directors and producers that they put out what they know is gonna uh gonna make a lot of money you know sometimes exactly. yeah sometimes the, the money grabs yeah. yeah and no 100 percent, bro it's like I, I feel like the angle i'm trying to go at it is like you know i want to show people that you know i can do this that I, I will become this filmmaker and i do that by showing people progression like we go from making uh the hood naruto movie which is 30 minutes and then we go to drop The Matrix Reborn, which is 50 minutes. And I'm going to show people that, you know, I can keep the audience attention. I can bring new ideas. I can bring new concepts. I can work and I can get constantly better. 
And, um, you know, I'm just waiting for that shot and that opportunity. And I feel like Netflix is definitely a huge step in the right direction. So now it's like, okay, what is he going to do next? And, you know, I, I keep planning to outdo myself to, you know, better myself. So, right. like I said, the, the next video will be the best video. And, um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to, you know, get my hands in into some some big movies because I have, like, some really big ideas. And I can't wait for the for the world to see it. Hell yeah, man. Uh, so I won't, I won't hold you too much longer. Um, so the Netflix Dreams uh, has over a million views now. You have a t-shirt collection with Hot Topics. So you're doing big things. Um, so I'll, and to kind of like rattle off a little quick ones, um, what is your go-to anime right now? My go-to anime right now? Hmm. You see, it's actually interesting because I, <laughs> I, I, I took a I took a break from watching anime only because I had to uh focus on this uh this Netflix dream project. Right. Um before that though, the anime I was watching was Attack on Titan. Okay. Um I have a lot of you know views about Attack on Titan, but overall I think Attack on Titan is a dope anime and like anyone who hasn't seen an anime and think anime is all like, you know, uh, laughs and fun and happy times. Go ahead and watch Attack on Titans. It's right. show you something different. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely so, some grim things in there. But I feel like my go-to anime overall will always be like My Hero. Like yeah. My Hero, like you know, has that emotional drive. It has the action. Uh, the character Deku, like my no matter what, my number one nar what character is Naruto. He's right. uh he's a character who's like shaped me as a as a person. And I see a lot of uh, Naruto and Deku. And it's like seeing Deku uh, fight for this goal, fight for this dream, and be so, like, resilient. Like, he's just not stopping. Like, nothing's going to let – like, nothing's going to stop this man. And it's not like he's just doing it and it's not earned. It's like he works and he works and he works. And it's like I respect people and I, I respect a character like that. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think he – you know, he is a crowd, those two characters are crowd favorites for that reason is that like, I think, I think I've heard you say it in another interview is just that some of these characters is, you know, they're, they're a beacon for whatever you want to be, whether it's hope, whether it's strength, whether it's to keep pushing on. That's why uh, people love anime so much. And then the ones that haven't really dabbled that much into it, once they watch a really good one, they're, they're hooked. Yeah, they're hooked. It just takes that that really good one. It takes that um, that uh, it's like sometimes you can really uh relate with uh animes, and it's like when you see something that like, cause animes, you know, sometimes I feel like anime kind of fronts like it's like okay, you see all the cool special effects and all the nice animations and visuals, but then it's like you know the the bigger lessons are more like friendships and and yeah. respect and. And you know, and responsibility, and and it's just the deeper lessons, you know. And, and I feel like that's the that's the layer that people who really sit down and watch. That's what we keep coming back for, you know. And uh, <clears throat> I feel like that's how you know people who never seen anime. That's really how they get hooked because they they see something that they relate to, and it's like, oh snap! Even if it's like not even from the main character, it could be from a side character who just went through yeah. something. It's like. I like this one because he's different and I can relate with this guy directly. So it's really cool. It's really dope. Um, 
last one. Uh, with you, um, you know, you've you've been Tony Stark. You've you've played characters from The Walking Dead. You've done all these these many heroes. Um, what is the the next kind of? I'll, I'll say the superheroes. What's the next superhero or uh, grouping of superheroes like Fantastic Four or X Men or something like that? What's the next one that you want to see on the big screen that we may not have seen or you may not have seen it the way that you want to see it? Um, I feel like when it comes to a, a group of heroes, I definitely think um, something. I mean, I don't know if the world's ready for it. I mean, they, they have a television show, but if they was to make a, a movie, people would definitely jump on it, but they have to do it right. And I, I say that, I have to say that twice. They have to do it right, and that's Teen Titans. Um, Teen Titans yeah. is literally, like, something I grew up on. And, like, you know, I was one of those people who, like, when Teen Titans Go came out, I was like, man, forget that show. Like, I'm not watching that. And then, like, I called it one time on Cartoon Network, and I'm like, all right, this, this is funny. <laughs> All right, y'all made me laugh. Okay, this is fun. Right. But, you know, it, it just, it, it always hurts that little childhood side of me because I, the Teen Titans are OG show. It's not like it wasn't funny. It was, it was comedy, but it also had, it had layers too. It had like thrills, action, romance, uh, comedy, bro. It had everything. It was almost, it was perfect. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But, you know, uh, things happen. You know, they teased it in the Teen Titans Go movie that, the Teen Titans OG might be coming back, but who knows? This, all I'm saying is give us one more season. But if not one more season, give us a really solid movie. Yeah. Call uh, the Titans. Right. You know now, I appreciate you uh, sitting down with me. Um, well, I feel like it's probably obvious, but we'll, I'll ask you anyway. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, you guys can find me everywhere at King Vader. It's K-I-N-G-V-A-D-E-R, King Vader. I'm, I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? I'll be doing things. Yeah, and please check out his work because, like, you know, I know people may think that, like, I just say it, it's good because we're doing an interview. But, like, honestly, like I said before, I followed you um, for a few years now. And, you, like, and like your, your goal is every video is better. They're funny. They're entertaining. I like that you adding your... I feel like the dancing is like your personal flair, and I like that it's somewhere inside of everything I've watched. Um, and yeah, man, like I, I hope for great things for you in the future because I see you, you know, up here in these in the list of directorial uh, greats. Um, Thank you. Yeah, man. So yeah, I wish you the best of luck in the future. Hopefully, uh, you and Netflix can do some more things. We'll see you on the big screen, I'm sure. And yeah, man. man. It's talking. Thank you. Guys. No, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, man. You know, yeah. I I know I know the goal that you know I've said it's it's a big one, but you know I'm one of the people where it's like, you know, I'm gonna work hard for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I I want to provide the the backup. I want to provide the the work to uh, justify uh, the things I say. I want to make these things a reality, and I know that comes from hard work and determination. And I get this from you know all the animes that I watch. So, you know, I got to live up by those examples and push forward. So I really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, stay safe out there. And uh, I'm sure we'll have another conversation at some point. 100%. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Peace. Peace. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.